This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. She reigned as the Queen of England for over 70 years, and with her lengthy time on the throne comes a legacy that's celebrated by some and criticized by others. Now as the world watched the royal family lay Queen Elizabeth II to rest, we speak to some local journalists, including Derek Watts, about their brief interactions with the monarch, and look back on her life which spanned decades of war, triumph and gross injustice. This is BBC News from London. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. I would describe her as a um, true person, somebody who's got that backbone and and stays true to her word. Someone who did not present herself as a celebrity. She presented herself as something more, as a presence. Time forces the colorful Churchill to bow up. A life that spans a world war, the first moon landing, the birth of the internet, and the dawn of the 21st century is extraordinary indeed. This afternoon, she brought onto the balcony the three kings who will one day do the job she has done. Born Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor in 1926, she acceded to the throne aged just 25 after the death of her father, King George VI, in 1952. I think she brought stability to the, to the monarchy. Arlene prince Lou is a journalist and royal enthusiast. She brought the, the monarchy into the modern age. If you think that her coronation was the first one to be, to be televised. Nothing for a lady of um, 96. She could adapt to the modern world. She was the first monarch um, to, to send a tweet. Elizabeth was celebrated for her unwavering service, her dry sense of humor, and for making everyone feel at home. She represents a kind of psychological symbol for, for British people and people perhaps in the Commonwealth of continuity, of tradition. As a young journalist, Hamilton Wendy had a brief encounter with Her Majesty on her 1995 visit to South Africa. She was moving through the crowd, meeting people, and she finally came to our little group. And then I said, you know, Your Majesty, I'm from South Africa. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I do so love South Africa. And I was just about to say thank you, Your Majesty, when my German colleague interrupted and said, yeah, Your Majesty, but you know, the crime here is just terrible. And she looked at him with these extraordinary blue eyes of hers, and there was a sort of a pause. And she said, well, you know, it must be so terribly difficult for young people these days. Yet she responded with dignity, and she responded in a, in a very human way. I personally experienced her poise and good humor firsthand, albeit briefly and at a distance. In 1995, I visited London with carte blanche producer Diana Lucas to meet Britain's so-called royal watchers, 
the Queen had visited uh, St. Luke's Hospital and was ambling past. And there is enormous crowd. We're right at the back. So, desperation, I started having to push Derek forward. The British media are a strange lot. They'll shout out at uh, politicians, uh, ministers, but the Queen is sacred. And yet I'm with this producer that insists that I shout out at the Queen. Hello, hello, Mark? hello. Mark, Mark, shout out again. Look forward to your visit. Oh, thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time. She must have thought, you know, who is this lout from somewhere in southern Africa who's not sticking to protocol? But she, she just, she handles the moment. That dedication to good manners enabled Elizabeth to navigate the royal family through a changing world, in which royals became celebrities whose scandals were fodder for the paparazzi and social media. The rest of the royal family, they go up and down and there's sensational stories and blah, blah, blah. But the queen has just steadfastly followed her path and the path that she set for herself or that the, the destiny set for her. But that destiny is not universally celebrated. Certainly mixed emotions, especially in Africa, about her death. Chris Maroling is the executive director of Good Governance Africa. Especially from younger generations, uh, we, we've seen a very uh, stark confrontation of this legacy of the British colonial empire. Elizabeth was born into an empire on which the sun never set. Through the 20th century, she presided over independence celebrations in one African country after another. I ask you all to join me in a test to the President of the Republic of Namibia and for the happiness and prosperity of Namibia and its people. But was she simply helping Britain gloss over its ugly colonial past? People conflate, unfortunately. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II, the personality uh, who has died, with the terrible legacy of the colonial experience. And I think it's important to distinguish, even though uh, we are not trying to rebrand what was a bad experience of colonialism, uh, by and large, for many Africans. Elizabeth's sense of duty was legendary and she rarely took a day off. In the very week of her death, she welcomed Liz Truss as Britain's new Prime Minister. That whole work ethic, that she wanted to see this through, and she did. She was doing her job right up till the end. With the passing of essentially the only reigning monarch of modern-day Britain, what is the future of the monarchy? As the Queen herself did with such unswerving devotion, I too now solemnly pledge myself throughout the remaining time God grants me to uphold the constitutional principles at the heart of our nation. Soon to be crowned King Charles III at 73, Elizabeth's heir is the oldest monarch ever to accede to the British throne. He's waited a long time to become a king. It's, a, it's an internship of more than six decades. I think we may see a very diminished role, far removed from uh, the direct role that uh, the uh, Queen Elizabeth had 
with Africa as opposed to the contemporary experience uh, that we could have of uh, King Charles III. It will take time before Charles is crowned. For now, the British people will be in mourning until the Queen is laid to rest. Whichever side of the debate you fall, it can't be denied that Queen Elizabeth II had a remarkable life and changed the face of the monarchy forever. Her son, King Charles III, certainly has some big shoes to fill. Thanks for joining yet another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast. Keep the conversation going online. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't forget to rate and review us. Your feedback is always appreciated. And subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode.